last day of February, heading on into March. February and always feels back. like an awkward month. It does. It feels so short, but actually, speaking of February, I was listening to Girls That I Eat because I just have to plug them pretty much almost every episode, <laughs> not forcing it, but I was listening to the episode this morning as I was getting ready to go to work. And they were saying how one of Ashley, one of the hosts, was recapping like February. February is the day or is the month that they originally launched their podcast. Mm -hmm. But she was like, let's take a minute for like to reflect on February. And she was like, she was saying all the things she did. Like she was like, it was our like fifth year anniversary. They're on tour right now. She like, she was going to officiate someone's, one of her friend's weddings. She went to the Super Bowl. Basically just saying all this like cool shit that she's done, but it's also amazing because she didn't, she's like waited to get to this point in her life, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it made me think about February and I was getting emotional about February because I was like, okay, let me think about my February. We launched our podcast. Mm -hmm. I've gotten to talk about more about my manifesting, helping Marco with some of his stuff. And I was like, wow, February has been such a big month, you know? It flew by, also probably because you lose three days, but it definitely flew by this month. And, like, yeah, working on the podcast, getting everything together, getting everything in a good place. I mean, we had a great launch, which also, like, made the month fly by and made it all so much more exciting. Yeah. We packed that all in. And this is something Ashley was saying, too. It's been such a short month, but she's done so much. And that's how it's felt for me, too, where I at moments have felt like a little overwhelmed or like can I do this but then I was like this is all super exciting and great and I can't believe I've done this all of this in a month like 28 days yeah it's crazy they say it it takes 28 days to create a good habit so we're right on track to create a good habit I think we're already there yeah and speaking of good habits we only have two episodes out as of now. Third one's launching tomorrow. Now we're going to start doing them weekly because we've gotten, <laughs> we gotten such good feedback from everyone and support, which is amazing. I totally appreciate our like friends, family, listeners. We have hundred listens, right? Yeah. Only two episodes. First two episodes. That's amazing for me. I'm glad that at least, I mean, I think I've listened to the episodes probably once or twice, but <laughs> well, we also <laughs> broke a hundred episodes in the first week. Like I was keeping an eye on it day by day and I was like, how many today? Where are we? What have we done? Um, so so in the first week, that's pretty good. I, mean, I think it's pretty good. I'm happy. I was happy with whoever listened to it but it is exciting to see people that are taking an interest and yeah just being supportive I feel like I try to be supportive with other people's things and just in general like positive person so it's nice to see it like come back you know yeah it's I think we're pretty awesome also so I'm like this is good content people and you don't have to pay for it there's lots of content that you have to pay for nowadays 100% free for now for now, no ads. Yeah. Who wants to even skip through the ads? You know, you don't even have to worry about skipping through them because you don't have them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, now we're going to drop episodes weekly. I, once again, kind of peer pressured. (laughs) (laughs) Anissa uh, struck a good deal. I struck a deal. And made an offer I could not refuse. (laughs) I struck a deal with Rose. And she's agreed to have us record weekly. Which is amazing. Because I feel like I have, like, I'm just, like, waiting by, like, my microphone every, like, two weeks like oh it's finally you know we're finally able to record again so it's very exciting it's also like i have been feeling like oh i can't tell anisa about this i gotta wait till we talk about it on the show (laughs) so now we have a weekly one hour long phone call to catch up on everything it's not going to be enough time we both have a lot to say but um at least i won't have to hold things in for two weeks so i finally told my management company that i was moving because one of my good friends is looking for an apartment potentially and was interested in taking over my lease. So I like emailed them. I think I just got an email back like today. So I haven't looked at it yet, but then I put my PTO in for the the move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the move, which made it feel very real. And yeah, now it's happening. Like people actually know I'm moving to California. So it's kind of crazy. It's like very exciting, but also very surreal. I've been telling Marco that I know when I leave the city, I think it for at least the road trip, yes, I will obviously have so much fun, but probably like randomly break out in tears. For, oh, like, yeah. Lots of things. No reason at all. Like I'm it- waiting for it to happen. It's the end of an era, and I've talked to my therapist about this, about, like, something completely different, being, like, upset that, like, something's over. And she's like, yeah, but you didn't expect it. Like, yes, this is a decision that you've made, but you can still be sad about the other path that you could have taken. And that doesn't mean it's the right path, and that doesn't mean that that's the one you should have taken. But you can mourn what you've lost, because you have lost something. You've lost this other life. And even though you've decided to do that, and you're... 100% in on moving to California. It's something that you've even been looking forward to. It doesn't mean that it's not bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I came here at 17, knew absolutely nothing, like literally, and then struggled for a bit. Yeah. It's, you know, I was um, like thinking about it. I was telling Marco, it's been a lot of highs and lows. I have like have learned so much about myself and I have become such a strong person. But like and I'm happy that I'm leaving on a high note in that mm-hmm. I'm not leaving because I like hate the city and I don't think I can handle living here. I'm leaving because I'm like ready to go home and be near my family. I've been away for like over over 12 years. I'm in love, moving with someone that I love, and that's exciting, and I want to start a life with this person, so it's, and it's just, I don't, like, I don't want to raise kids here, and I want to be near my family, and I want that support system, and so I'm, you know, I'm giving up one support system, because all of my friends are here, and I love my family, but, and I'm friends with some of my family, but it's just, like, very different, you know, like, they know me, they know a different version of me, because they only see, like, glimpses of me when I visit so it is very scary to think like all of the people that like just know me in so many other ways are I'm leaving not forever but I'm leaving but very exciting at the same part it's like very bittersweet 
I feel like I don't tell you this enough, but, like, I give you a lot of credit for moving across country, even at, like, 17 and having stayed away from your family from for so long. Like, I live so close to my parents. Like, I stayed home for college. I moved 20 minutes away, and I was like, oh, this is the other side of Brooklyn, and <laughs> ended up moving back. Also, because all my friends were on the side of Brooklyn, and um, this up the trains are a fun- funky thing out this Brooklyn, Brooklyn trains are terrible. Um, but, like, you've really, like, held your own. Like, you've done this with no support system and nailed it. Like, crushed it. You have your own apartment. How many people have their own apartment in Manhattan? Like, most people are either living with a ton of roommates, living yeah. paycheck to paycheck, or living with a significant other. And you have just been able to make such a career for yourself that you don't need to do that. You don't need to make those sacrifices anymore. Honestly, <laughs> this is mostly because of the way I was raised. You know what I mean? Like, my yeah. parents just, they they had to struggle and figure it out. And there was no, like, it was like, you figure it out or you figure it out. You know? Like my <laughs> yeah, mom there's no failing. Age. Yeah, my mom at such a young age had to, like, she made 19. You know, she had to, like, she did not, and she didn't have a huge support system. So I feel like um, that was my normal is what I'm realizing. Not that that's everyone's normal and that's okay that that's not, but my normal was like when you're faced with an obstacle, you like rise above it or not. And, and I also have learned though, that it's okay to like not rise above something or, you know, yeah, I've learned that the hard way. This isn't worth figuring out. I think that's my default. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, do I really need to make this work? Maybe or I do I need to sacrifice that? Yeah. But yeah, it has been hard. It's been good though. I feel yeah. like I have got I've I have friends for life because of it, you know. Oh man, I can't wait to come to California. Kevin's oh. dying to go to California. <laughs> so I'm gonna get everyone moved to California. <laughs> I have a week off in December. Sign me up. Well, I can't wait for you guys to come visit. Well, G can have a backyard to hang out in. He is a big outside boy. He, like, will put his shoes and his coat on and stand by the door and, like, bang on it to go outside. And he'll, like, get your coat for you. And today it snowed. So, but not, like, the good kind of snow that you can play in it. It was just slush. That was gross. Yeah. Yeah. So we took him outside for a few minutes, but we came back inside because it was just, it's gross snow. It snowed last year and he was too little. So we just laid him in a pile of snow and took a picture and went back inside um yeah this, the this snow year. today the snow today was like there's those days when it like snows all day like when yeah. it's on a weekend and it's snowing from like literally when you're asleep to when you're asleep again and then there's like cute powdery snow today the snow was like it's gonna snow for like a few hours and then it's gonna build up on sidewalks and things and it's gonna yeah. look like dirty water that's like <laughs> A little bit of snow, but mostly dirty water. That was the snow today. Yeah, where it's like you're gonna step in it, and it's gonna get your shoes dirty because there's gonna be like dirt mixed in from the ground with like some of the watery ice. That's some real New York City snow. It's just it's uh, ice, dirt, slushy. Yeah, I I uh, donated some clothes this morning, so I took a car on my way to the office, and I like drove on the highway, and I was like, oh, it's so, yeah, for a moment, I was like, oh, it's so pretty, you know, because I see the water and some snow, and then, yeah, the more I got into the city, I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> I was going to take a picture and send it to my family, and I was like, this is not ideal, or like, it just 
it's not what snow is supposed to look like what most people think snow looks like so i'm not going to do that to them i'm not going to make them face the harsh realities of what a regular this is snow what a new york city snowstorm looks like um yeah. it's not the outside snowball fights that you're dreaming of it's actually quite terrible <laughs> um so you guys are gonna road trip across country to move to california yeah well marco has a car I mean, yes. almost been paying it off, so it doesn't make sense to sell it and then, like, try to buy a new one. So we're going to road trip. We're going to drive from New York to California. And I've actually done a road trip once when my aunt was, like, relocating mm-hmm. when she was in the Marines. And we drove from California to Maryland. So I have driven, like, almost, pretty much almost. Like, That's cross-country. Country. That's coast-to-coast. Yeah. Um, but I was like in high school and mm. you know, I was like young, so it was really fun because it was like me, her, and her two dogs. Um, but I'm really excited. I put my time in for work like off, so we're both gonna take like almost a week and a half off. We haven't figured out where we're gonna stop yet, okay? So I need to look into that more because there's like certain places that they recommend stopping, you know, based on the hours you want to drive mm-hmm. each day, but it'll be really fun. I feel like it sounds so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be a whole experience. Like, we're going to have to figure out where we stop and even just like being in the car together. We've been in the car together already, but like that long, you know? Yeah. It's intense. It is intense. Yeah. You're like together like all the time. And yeah, it's like a, I mean, I guess we haven't really done like a trip together. And it is kind of like a Mm -hmm. vacation. Yeah, it is. It's totally a vacation. Have you ever seen the Britney Spears classic Crossroads? Uh, yes. I used to love that movie. Obsessed with it. That was like my goal for my high school graduation was to <laughs> road trip cross country because I was like, Britney did it. I can do it. Um, road I did not have a license. With this random guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wasn't planning on a random guy. I was totally going to bring someone I knew. No, I just um, he was a random guy, but when you watch him, you're like, oh, it's so cute. Like, I never felt like he was a creep or anything, but... Yeah, it's quite concerning. Yeah, it's quite concerning. Okay, but continue. Um, I really wanted to do it, but I graduated high school and didn't have a driver's license, so mm-hmm. I was a little shit out of luck. Yeah. You weren't willing to just, like, flee your family and have them be really upset with you like Brittany did. Well, I didn't have anybody to drive the car. <laughs> Otherwise, I might have just gotten in and said, Sayonara, see you later. So sorry, I'll leave. I left a note. Her shirt, her, the, um, when she sings at the end, she has this shirt on and it's like a wrap shirt and it has these big, um, I don't know what they're called, but those big bell sleeves. That's probably what they're called. Mm-hmm. The shirt of my dreams, what I would do, the amount of money I would spend <laughs> to own that shirt. I'm actually going to probably look it up on Google after this because there has to be <laughs> one somewhere. There, I'm sure there's plenty. Like, definitely on Etsy. You'll probably find something. Yeah. If not, Amazon for sure. Google it. I'm so curious. I feel like all of that fashion is coming back anyway. Yeah, I am very excited. I actually just got, like, a little cropped cardigan that, like, ties in the center. Yeah. Um, which was such a 2000s thing. And my... There was, like, some things that my mom was, like, we're not doing this. Like, yeah, I will <laughs> well, buy you these young. clothes. We were young when the early 2000s. We were young. So I get that. And I am so excited for my crop top and tube top era to come back. Like, this is what I have <laughs> lived for. 
I like have hit a groove this past week. Um, so I have two pairs of running sneakers because I couldn't pick. And I have a pair of on clouds and a pair of hokas, but I'm not running. I'm only like walking and doing like exercises in the house. So I haven't really put them to the test and I will not be running. I don't yeah. care. Anyone tries to convince me that is not my thing and that's fine. Um, so I got a desk treadmill, like an under the desk treadmill. And my goal was three hours a week to start, which I've been hitting and I've been okay. like doing a faster walk so i get like a good sweat in Ooh, i've been trying to do four hours your heart rate up. <laughs> getting my heart rate up now i'm like a little bit more coordinated i've got it down pat um i'll even take meetings sometimes like camera off meetings i'm impressed while I'm I see videos of those girls that are like working and doing that i'm like how are they managing to do all those things at once <laughs> Um, I can't, like, if you're doing it, I think I could do it. <laughs> I can like send like messages back and forth and I can write quick emails, but like I can't do a very detailed like work thing. And Have you taken I... a meeting yet? I mean, yeah, yet? I've like, taken some me. meetings, I've taken a, quite a few meetings actually. And like I can take notes, <laughs> but like if it involves Excel or like building out a Word document, I cannot do it. Yeah, and do I mean, people I'm... like notice that you're like walking because like, you're like getting close to the camera and backing away because that's what I find really funny when people do that. But I'm actually impressed. I shut my camera off because I I know no, yeah. I am too embarrassed. I am not doing that. I know I'm definitely red in the face. We I'm gotta get you to the point a little where you bit. Can, like, do it naturally because I have some people that are with it that will do it naturally. Like they're just like walking and like talking yeah. and like not face. Like they're it's like as if they were sitting. And I'm just like actually impressed. I feel like that's like a fun fact. You know, if you like go to a party and have a fun fact, like I can take meetings while walking. <laughs> and I do want to work up to it. Seriously. And part of the reason I like take a meeting while working is because like a meeting while walking is because I've heard like when you walk, when you talk and run, it's a better workout because you're like it is, really yeah. exerting yourself. So I'm assuming walking and talking <laughs> is similar. <laughs> um, So like I do try and push myself to take meetings while I'm walking. Yeah, I love this. Um, but sometimes I know I like need to sit and focus on like a presentation yeah. or like whatever we were or take right? notes yeah. yeah and then i got some weights i went to five below i was actually googling this earlier to figure out if five below is a new york thing or not is it but it's it's i yeah i think it is oh. but it's basically like a dollar store but mm -hmm. it's a chain because everything's five dollars and below <laughs> but I went and got some weights. I got some resistance bands. I had like yoga mats and stuff like that. So I picked up some five pound weights. I've been lifting those and doing some. Wait, how much did we spend on all this stuff? Like roughly, I'm mostly curious because um, all that workout stuff is so expensive, you know. So it's really cheap. So each weight was five pounds. I mean, five uh -huh. each five pound weight was five dollars, but all of the weights were five dollars. Nice. So I got two five pound weights. So there's ten dollars. I got a three set of resistance bands for $5. So that's 15. Oh, um, and that's it. I mean, the yoga mats were $5. They had that's like, great. Oh my God. Yoga yeah. Mats are expensive. So expensive. Okay. They had like I little ankle weights and everything. Yeah. You should hit it up before you leave. You can probably build yourself a little at home gym for like <laughs> 50 bucks. Yeah. Oh my God. I saved so much money. Cause if you invest $50 to start, that's what a gym membership cost. Even if you can find a cheap gym for $20, that's two months worth of your membership. And true. like, 
for me last Friday, I was it was like 10 o'clock and I was like, oh, I didn't work out today. I'm feeling an ounce of motivation. Got a half hour workout in at 10 o'clock on a Friday night, which sounds really boring, but I felt so good afterwards. Oh, I'm so proud of you. No, it doesn't sound boring. It's not. But to some people, it's boring. But both of us, we find it very hard to motivate ourselves. So I think it's not boring for you. Like you obviously pushed yourself and thought it would be a worth your time or else you wouldn't have done it. Like, you know, so that's yeah. good that your mind's already like starting to get there. Thank like you. this is fun to do. I need to get there. I need to get there. I'm not there yet. Well, small hack, the fun thing about working out at home is you can watch a movie. You can put your favorite movie on. You can watch it. Um, Sometimes I lose count because counting is hard and the movie distracts me. But um, I mean, it's not the worst. You can like watch a fun movie and it's not as bad. No, that's I want to try that. I sometimes I think about putting a movie on, but then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to lose count. And then I'm going to, like, have to do, end up working out more. But I guess if you're watching something that you like watching and you're still work out for maybe longer, it's not, it, it isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not What's the worst you do, like, a few extra you're not, Yeah. You're not perfect. No, I love this. Yeah. So I love my this. Hat. I'm having so I'm, much fun. It's been great. I'm going to practice that. I think that could make me, like, enjoy working out more. Yeah, even a podcast, but a podcast is hard because, like, if I'm listening to something new, if I'm putting a movie on, it's usually one I've seen. Yeah. So I can, like, zone out a little bit. And it's visual, so you can, your eyes can focus, whereas, like, sometimes when you're doing a workout and you're, yeah, like, you're not as used to it, you're really focusing and, like, listening and you can't listen. It's harder to listen to things, yeah. Now I'm starting to understand all the TVs at the gym. I never understood it before, but now it's (laughs) making sense. Oh my gosh. I feel like you just made like a scientific discovery. And thank you. You can you call me like, Dr. Rose. <laughs> you need to like patent it or something because it's only like a perspective you would have as you get older. <laughs> no one younger would ever understand that because they'd be like, what? How do you not have energy to like do all these things like yeah. willingly? But the tvs do make sense yeah i've never had the energy to work out willingly also something i've done if like if i don't like the exercise i don't do it like i hate side planks i don't do them mm-hmm. i just I like don't yeah so I've just, like, given up the things i don't like either within reason like there's like you got to do the crunches the side planks negotiable okay so i saw this girl on tiktok talk about how every single month she changes the background of her computer to these really cute backgrounds that she finds on like hers was a blog but you can literally just google like march 2023 computer background and Mm -hmm. then it's it's all these really pretty images with small little month calendars on them so like the actual like it looks like a calendar or just like it's like the vibe of the month it's an actual calendar so like it's the vibe of a month is the background image so for like february it was lots of roses and chocolates and really cute little illustrations and you can pick Mm -hmm. whatever vibe you want so like for march i haven't started looking but like some of them are like houses and architecture and parks and landscapes and flowers and Mm -hmm. whatever you want can be the image and then they usually have a little calendar overlaid so for some of them it's a little 
calendar in the corner or on the side. Some of them, it's the whole page is a calendar. Okay. Yeah, and you can, like, do it for your laptop. You can do it for your phone. So I did it for my work phone. Um, So my work phone has a little calendar on the outside now because I reference calendars a lot. So it's been really Uh helpful to just, like, be able to move whatever I'm working on to the side and have a calendar sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, that is nice. And it's also just, like, a fun way to start each month where, like, you have to, like, do this fun monthly thing. And it's so easy and low maintenance and, like, take an hour you look through some images you swap out your background and i have something really cute to look at that's different because i will like yeah. end up in funks where i have the same background for a year two years sometimes and then i'm like oh what is this thing i'm looking at but yeah i guess maybe you don't feel that way if you have a different picture every month yeah so it was fun mm-hmm. i feel like there's definitely something psychological that that's probably based on you know probably i'm also like a calendar person like when i had a desk i used to have a desk calendar i think you got me one for my birthday one year you are um i have a like hanging calendar on my wall like i love a good calendar but sometimes there's a lot of commitment in buying a specific calendar so when you're swapping the image yeah there's not not as much commitment there is commitment because you're like, oh, do I like all these pictures? And then you're like, yeah. oh, I already know it's coming. Then I know they don't like those pictures. And then, yeah, I guess if it just changes every month and you get to pick every time, you don't feel that. It is definitely lower commitment. Yeah, I, I couldn't commit to a calendar because there's just like one or two things off. It's March. And then I'm like, haven't bought a calendar yet. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? <laughs> now I might as well not. We're a third of the way through the year or fourth of the way. Guess I don't need one now. Yeah, you're like, I'm not going to get as much use out of this, so I'm out. We'll try again next year. No thanks. (laughs) Uh, That's too much. So it's less commitment. It was a good TikTok find. (laughs) I'll see if I can find, like, the actual blog that she recommended, but you can also just Google it. The Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez drama. Oh, my God. I thought we were done with this. Like... All of the Selena Gomez, Haley Bieber drama is nothing I have researched myself, but it is something, it is things that I have been served on my TikTok page. Um, Just being hit in the face with it. And yes, we can all assume that it was done and dusted, but apparently Haley Bieber is like making some snide comments about Selena and like making fun of her and then posting videos making fun of her, like Selena laminated her eyebrows and was like, oh, maybe went a little too far with this. And then Haley Bieber posted a picture of her eyebrows. Like, oh. why would you post pictures of your eyebrows? So it seems like shade. <laughs> That's all she did? No, no, no. There was also a video of her and Kendall Jenner. And I forget what they were singing. But people were like, that seems really shitty and shady to Selena. Um, did Selena have anything to say about this? Selena is just quiet because she is a bigger person and she is thriving and doesn't need to be bothered with Haley Bieber, who is known for only marrying Justin Bieber. Um, so yeah, she like but hasn't. Ag- Haley is not meaning anything by it, and these people are assuming these things, and Selena doesn't comment. So then they're like, "Oh, her no comment means she's above this," or. Yeah, it is thr- she is thriving. Like, I totally agree with that. But you know what I mean? I feel like, what if Haley doesn't also 
isn't okay, so, doing anything because people are they're fans they do this they like yes that's where i'm like conflicted yeah i feel like her i feel like selena's fans love her so much because this happened um after her like documentary thing came out with her best friend they like had some there was some Friends, moment yeah. And, yeah like that. so there's apparently like, beef there not beef but like they did have a falling out those two like they're yeah. not as good friends as they were pre-kidney donation yeah i just feel like sometimes Lena's fans like it seems like they go hard for her which is amazing but what's the truth because she doesn't engage yeah so i've been in being fed all of this content i can't tell if i'm watching just selena fans skewing the narrative in their direction because there are things that are weird like selena gomez released her cooking show right yeah Haley bieber like a month later maybe a little bit more like after selena gomez had released hers on like a streaming service Hailey Bieber started recording her own cooking videos. And people are like, why? You don't cook. Like, you obviously don't cook. Like, you don't have to lie about it. It's totally fine. You don't need to cook. Mm. Um, there's also weird things. I don't know. It all feels very conspiracy that Haley is trying to copy Selena. And, like, they're digging up some really terrible Justin Bieber interviews. Like, he was saying that two months after they got married, he had a mental breakdown because... He thought marrying her was going to fix everything, and it didn't. And he was, like, really pushed. Because he married Haley, like, when he was trying to, like, recover his image. And he was, like, working with Hillsong Church, which is very conservative. Culty vibes. Very culty. And they were like, you need to get married. And he was like, okay. Wasn't there, like, some... I think there was some strange cult there's strange culty something happening with the celebrities um because i feel like that's why chris pratt and katherine schwitzenegger also got married very quickly because chris pratt Mm -hmm. chris uh, chris pratt yeah yeah he is part of hillsong so Mm -hmm. justin was saying that like once he started to like really commit to the church they were like you need to get married that will save your image and he said hey selena want to get married and selena was like no Neither of us have changed. Like, I'm not marrying you. Like, I'm willing to, con- to continue working on this relationship. Like, I'm willing to continue to work on this relationship, but we're not getting married. Like, that's not where we're at. Oh, I didn't know that. So, like, that's why... That's they think, like he, That's why they broke up, and then two months later, he married Haley Bieber. Oh, this makes so much sense. And then he was, like, because the people in the church that were, like... I guess mentoring him or like this yeah. is gonna fix things and he was like I thought I was getting married and everything was gonna be better and it wasn't because getting married does not fix your mental health and Justin Bieber has gone through some mental health issues and, and that realizes. is no wife's responsibility to fix and that you don't just get married and you're a better person nothing changes mm-hmm. about you I do wonder if he's realized that interesting yeah, I think he definitely realized it because he said it in an interview, which is also just, like, that's going to be mm-hmm. shitty to hear four months into, like, two months into being married after two months of dating. So four months of being an established couple, your husband's like, yeah, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, that's tough. <laughs> that's really terrible. 
So um, what the Selena fans are trying to spin is that Haley is like jaded and sad and stuck in this um, marriage where she's only known as being Justin Bieber's wife and can't like find a niche for herself and is trying to like copy Selena to do that or to like be enough like Selena that Justin will love her, which is where to me it becomes very much like this feels very conspiracy. Mm. Like this feels weird that we're like creating this narrative around mm. this woman's mental health that she's like crazy and like trying yeah. to become Selena Gomez. Like they're like they both have yeah. G tattoos yeah, behind their I ear. Like, just let her be. Like okay, yeah. whatever. She's not being. She's not explicitly, like, going out there and stalking Selena, I don't think. So, yeah, can we just, yeah. like... <laughs> I just want things to stop being branded as Haley Bieber. Like, her PR team is trying so hard to make a name for her. Like, she got a bob cut, like, in the fall of last year. And they're like, the Haley Bieber haircut. Dude, I've had my hair cut in a bob since I was, like, eight. No. Haley Bieber did not invent the bob. There was nothing special about it. Like, or her glazed donut nails. You put chrome on your nails. That's it. You know, like, even though you're, like, nails. Oh, my God. I'm thinking that Rose is suddenly taking into, like, embracing this other perspective. <laughs> and I'm, like, then start to hear her drag. <laughs> Haley Bieber further. And I'm, like, nope. Yep. And we're back here again. I am not dragging Haley Bieber. All I'm saying and- is... Her PR team is trying real hard to make a very basic person, like, noteworthy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she gets her hair cut in a bob. It's the Haley Bieber haircut. It's a bob. Haley Bieber could not win. <laughs> no, she can't. She's really just a... Um, it's not her fault. It's really Justin's. It's really just, like, the entire Nepo baby situation problem where she's just here to exist. And that's all she's ever done. And she's never had a job. And she's just existing. For I mean, what? can one blame her? Life's hard. If I could just exist and not have to, like, do all the things that I have to do just to have a life, I'd consider it. I don't I know would, what that's like to just exist, but it looks fun. <laughs> I would love to just exist. I just don't think I would beat the public over the head with, like, the things I've done. Like, I want to get a pair of, like, oh, Ray-Ban no. glasses and be, like, the rose glasses. These are the new <laughs> yes, glasses. Yes, you would, because you'd get bored and you'd be like, okay, I'm going to start having fun with this. And then you would do that. You would totally do that. So would I. <laughs> okay, fine. I would do anything to just exist. <laughs> See? But you know what? Then I wouldn't be mad if people are dragging me for getting a haircut and calling it the rose. The bob is out. This is the rose now. People are just they they would just let can we let girls be? Just leave just let it be. I feel like she also did that red table talk and was like, all I want her to do is apologize. And people are like, for what? Haley, what did Selena do that you need her to apologize? And her whole like Oh, yeah, the drama. She's yeah, she was, like, playing, like, very victim-y, like, oh, Selena's fans don't like me. Like, I just want her to like me. Like I said last week, we don't all have to like each other. That doesn't mean you can, like, be petty, especially, like, worldwide petty. 
in between all of the TikTok research I have done on Selena and Haley, um, <laughs> I was watching Julia and Julia last week because, like, there's a couple movies that, like, I will just turn on to check out. Like, Julia and Julia is one of them, which is about a woman in the early 2000s who created a blog where she, her goal was to cook through, what is? Julia Child, right? Isn't it's Julia movie? Child. Yeah. yeah, it's Julia Child and this blogger, Julia, who sets out, Julie is the blogger who sets out to cook through the entire, the art of the French cooking in a year. It's like more than 365 recipes, so she has to cook multiple recipes oh. a day. And the movie parallels Julie working her way through the cookbook, and then Julia Child's life as she learns to cook in France while France oh. while her husband is deployed there. He's not deployed. He, like, works for, like, the FBI or something. Okay. Um, so he's not, like, in the army, but they are living in France. She goes to the Saban, which is, like, the prominent French cooking school, like, still to this day. It's a miracle to get in. Um... So... I it's like from that. her perspective, the blogger's perspective, like Julia Child's perspective, but isn't the blogger's like real life? No, it goes back and forth. So the movie oh, is intercut fine. between Julie the blogger and Julia Child the cook. Mm. And it takes you through her writing the book and like right up until where the book gets published for the first time. There's a whole Julia Child's exhibit at the Smithsonian that like you can walk through that like. That's where she goes to, like, celebrate. And Julie then wrote a book, which is what this movie is based on. And Julia Child was alive at the time and hated it. Hated that she was doing this. Which was probably really tough to hear. Like, she knew while writing this blog and working through it in that year that, like, Julia Child was not happy about it. Like, did not care. Did not want to, like, interact with her. Didn't want to talk to her, write her a letter, anything. I love Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. And I watched the U.S. one, and there's like other versions of them now, but I haven't watched them. But the other day, I was like real, real bored, and I was like, I just need something like kind of ridiculous to watch. So like, let me watch this, like kind of ridiculous, but also emotional, you know? Yeah. So I watched Love Is Blind Brazil because I was like, because the cast immediately is like way more diverse. Like uh-huh. you know, the American one is like everyone pretty much looks attractive, and like no one's ugly. Okay, yeah. it's the love is blind, but no one's ugly. So you know what I also caught <laughs> in the American version, like the first season, they all yeah. live within like a fifty mile radius. Like they all live in the same city. If you like watch when they go home at the end, yeah. all the same city. Like nobody's yeah. from like different parts of the country. Yeah. So that makes things a lot easier, right? No one's ugly yeah. when love isn't blind, no one's <laughs> ugly. So but yeah, so you yes, you can build a connection, but anyway so the other country like brazil so many like definitely like different colors of people different sizes like weights like what like more of that so i was interested because i was like oh i'm curious to see what it's going to be like when they see the person i is love blind because in that sense they did like they didn't just you know do like americans will do sometimes and just make our shows like Mm, pretty reality show, but not but not unrealistic so yeah so i only watched one episode and it was good so far i haven't got to the part yet where they like meet in person so i'm mm-hmm. really excited to see that and to put 
sometimes men to the test because the men are usually the ones that are like, oh, mm, she's not pretty enough, you know? Yeah. It's very rare that the woman is like, oh, I'm just not that attracted to him because usually I feel like women are also like attracted, not saying men can't not be attracted to a woman's looks, but I feel like women are like also looking and valuing him for different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except that first season of Love is Blind where Jessica was like, ooh, he's short. I don't like Mark. He's short and young. I mean, that was that was a fair point. He was young, but. Yeah, I feel like he had, he wasn't perfect either, though. Yeah, but her biggest problem with him is she was like, I don't think he's going to want to settle down. And then like a year after the uh, the season released, had a kid with somebody else. Because, I mean, I'm not going to ruin it, but like that was a big that was a big internet controversy yeah he like a year he has two kids at this point yeah maybe she didn't want to marry him also because she didn't think he cuts it all down she didn't want to like marry him and then have him be like fuck boy yeah and that's fine she obviously wasn't 110 percent in she wasn't committed love was not blind for her love was not blind for him either i don't think yeah, but I think he was, like, willing to attempt it. I don't know. You had, okay, a, well, kid with, you had mm-hmm. a kid right away after, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Probably had something else going on. I don't know. Anyways, um, okay, so that, you're going to have to keep us updated on that. I will keep you updated. I'm hoping that love will be blind for some of those people. We shall see. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it a chance and watch it with you. I think you'd like Married at First Sight more. Married at First Sight is more practical, even though it's still a reality show, because the whole gist of it is they meet for the first, the first time they meet is when they're at the altar. So they're literally like getting married at first sight. Like you decide to go through with it or not. And if you go through with it, you marry the person. And then you go on a honey, you have like a whole like wedding, a whole reception. Uh, Then you go on a honeymoon and then you live together for like, a month or something yeah one or two months and then you decide if you're gonna stay married or get divorced so we had to do like pre-marriage counseling because we're catholic i feel like i i saw a tiktok the other day and it was like um tell me you're catholic without telling me you're catholic like oh we had to do premarital counseling before they would like sign off and be like you can get married Mm-hmm. Um, but they give you this workbook of stuff to like work through and talk about and like you each have to like fill out a questionnaire and then compare your answers and it's like supposed to create these dialogues and we had been dating for seven years by the time we did this so we were like looking through and we we're like could you imagine not having these conversations like do you want to raise your kids in like a suburban area do you want to homeschool like do you want your kids to play sports like just like baseline level things about like even, like, one of the questions was, like, do you want to have children? Like, yeah. okay, we're here and we haven't discussed that yet. We're in a bad place. So, like, yeah. it makes sense to me, like, looking through that workbook, thinking about people that get married at first sight. Like, those are all conversations you don't have before. And they yeah. probably fell out a questionnaire. So, like, it's not far off. Like, yeah, they probably they do. One of my coworker friends, she's more friend than coworker, but... Loves Married at First Sight, like huge uh, okay. um reality TV show. Well, I would call you a friend at this point. This person I still work with, so both a coworker and friend. 
Um, so she watches a lot of shows, and I know she watches Married at First Sight. Um, oh, and she watches 90 Day Fiance a lot. Like, she's that a huge reality watch. show junkie. That one I don't watch, but I've seen it. My mom watches it sometimes, but I haven't seen it. But it's supposed to be good. And I think my... like, What is it, 90 Day Fiance? What are they, like, engaged for 90 days and then they get married? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, like, a little bit of the reverse. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the reverse because you're not already married to them and having to do all these other things, you know? I know. I mean, I can't imagine having to, like, get divorced because then you got to, like, you got to just be like, I am divorced. And you got to go through all of that paperwork. And honestly, that might deter me from even getting the divorce is having to figure out all of that paperwork. For sure. It's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time when I'm watching TV, I default to... Shows I've already watched, but I also love cooking competitions. I love cooking competitions. Yeah. Like, I've heard. All of Gordon Ramsay shows. Yes. Um, Guys, Grocery Games is an obsession of mine. And I have a friend from college that, like, posted on his LinkedIn that they wrapped shooting, like, the most recent season. And all I could think of was, like, oh, my God, we're going to get another season. I can't wait till it comes out. I was, like, thank you for this insider information that you post on your LinkedIn. I can't wait to see it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, those shows, I'm always, like, all right, if I'm going to watch you, I need to have, uh, like, just eaten or, like, have some snacks around. Yeah. And some snacks that are, like, really good because when I watch a show, sometimes I just get so hungry and then. But then if I don't have good snacks on, I'm like, oh, I don't like even want to eat this. But then if I have a good snack or a meal, I'm like, okay, you know, puts me in the mood to like be excited to watch it. Sometimes I watch them while I'm eating dinner and I like to imagine that what I'm eating is the gourmet dinner that they're cooking instead of like <laughs> yeah. my instant ramen or my mac and cheese. I try and like Jedi mind trick myself into having a better meal than I actually am. That's what I do with the snacks. I'm like, oh, I'm snacking. I'm, you know, because I always do little portions. So I'm like, snacking. Yeah. I also find them very educational because I love to, like, watch them and hear their reasoning behind things. And then I like to cook. So as I'm cooking, I like to a little bit pretend I'm on guys' grocery games. I like to be like, ooh, should I add this? Should I add that? Ooh, I have this vegetable <laughs> in the fridge. Should I cook this to clear out my fridge? Like, <laughs> I love to um, just wing it and hope for the best. Yeah. That's funny. I feel like it just exposes me to more types of foods that I would like to eat because I'm not a cook. So I'm like, oh, should I eat that? Should I eat that? Yeah. Should Ooh, I, I should add this to my this? list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, different perspectives. Yeah. But I love those shows. There's so much fun. There's like so much pressure too. And like a lot of it. Oh, I, I would be so I think... if I had those deadlines like make this meal in 45 minutes Mm-mm. also just like some of the trash talking between the contestants i'm like you guys met five minutes ago why are you being so aggressive and i know it's the producers there being like you need to bring this to life and probably feeding them some lines mm-hmm. like they're not pulling this stuff out of their like no on their own but i'm also like these are always such weird storylines they create sometimes sometimes <laughs> there's like these people that have decided like they're pitted against this other person i'm like all i need to see is the cooking competition people cut themselves <laughs> it's enough of like drama yeah. there 
The 45 minutes to cook something is all the drama I needed without the trash talk. (laughs) I'm totally with you. Yeah, sometimes the drama is too much, but it's America. We love the drama. All about the drama. There's no shortage of it. I mean, next, I think we're going to see, this is a very American thing. I think we're going to see a naked cooking competition. Like, the only thing they're going to be wearing is the apron. Because you can't be fully naked. Um, yeah, that would be a sin, and we can't be sinners here. <laughs> but we can be slutty. Here is America, not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the country. Puritan values. Gotta, like, stick to the pilgrims. We love them. Uh, if there were, I feel like a naked cooking competition, then, like, I definitely could see it in a reality. Like, but I hope that we are better than that. <laughs> oh my god, we just so, got, what is that? So, Love Island? Love Islands. That is show. the, <laughs> yes, but we're better than Love that? Love Island? No. Love Island is a stovetop away from a naked cooking competition. I feel like that's a high insurance risk, though. Like, them I cooking mean, in bikinis. Oh, totally. There's guys on Love Island, too, though. Yeah, cooking shirtless also, uh, like, danger. I was making bacon the other day and got my wrist burned. I should cook with long sleeves on from now on. Like, <laughs> shirtless? There's so many risks for burns. Cuts, too. Oh, got that yeah. knife lying around. <laughs> It's it's a dangerous world out there. There's a reason those chefs are fully clothed at all times. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing this in a whole new light. You're right. Okay, but still, I like love. I like Love Island. I've watched like all of them. <laughs> I've only watched a couple episodes here and there. Kevin actually put it on one day, and he was like, "Let's see if we can watch this," and I just couldn't. I was like, "I love it." I'll, I'll give it a try again. The U.S. don't, but it's—I mean, it's—it's it's a social experiment. Yes, I like it for the social experiment. Yes, I acknowledge like there's been issues with the franchise, and they worked on that. And like, I feel like trying to give people less alcohol and things like that, so that you know, it's like they're in more of a right state of mind, even though it's like an intense experience. Yeah. Um. But it is interesting just, like, to watch as a social experiment. That's why I watched Love is Blind the first season. Because I was like, this is a really interesting social experiment to dive into. Um, Did you watch The Circle on Netflix? I watched the first season. And that's it. I've watched... I really liked the first season. We watched it. It was great. So then we watched a couple other seasons. But at that point, like, the, the second season, not so much. Because they had filmed it pretty much back to back i think so they mm-hmm. hadn't like caught on to what the deal was mm-hmm. but the seasons after that get crazy the most recent one the spice girls make an appearance mel b is on and uh, i think it's mel b and baby spice okay, make maybe, an appearance maybe i'll it's okay, so corny it. it's so bad though like they're so bad wait but is season three good no, the first two seasons are the best seasons. Once you get past that, it's not. Oh. How do you, yeah, oh, it like, really goes downhill. I have not watched The Mole. Do you know anything about it? No. Okay. It's on 
Netflix. I'm pretty sure I watched it. It's a it's an Australian show, mm-hmm. and it's like a game. It's kind of like a reality game show. It kind of seems like well, I'm a little bit hungry. Basically, there there's one mall, and there's a series of challenges that they do as a group. They like get dropped in this jungle or some shit, and they have to work together to like do stuff, and then as a group they have these like tasks and there's like one mole that's trying to sabotage each task and so throughout the task they're like faced with something and the mole's sabotaging it but can't be found out and then after something like goes wrong in the tasks they have to then vote who they think the mole is all of them each of them gets to vote so like it's really interesting because they're doing stuff as a group so it's easy to hide as the mole Uh uh-huh like sabotage stuff and throw people off and like not be like found out you know because it's a lot of like team networking exercises and stuff like that so and sometimes there's individual things like people are split up different groups but then if you get to the end you end up so everyone gets like you basically everyone like every week one person is accuses them all and if they're like not like if you know if you're majority roles they're wrong like they will like basically get eliminated oh is this like i didn't watch big brother but i feel like that was a little bit of the premise of big brother somebody was like yeah but with big brother you play individual competitions sometimes and you have a chance to um save yourself okay and with them all it's just like if majority people like think it you're eliminated so it's interesting if and if you are the mole and then you never get found out, you win all the money at the end. Okay, this is like Among Us, that computer game. I've never played it, but the mole. I've so, seen Kevin play it. So it's interesting. Okay, I feel like for most reality game shows, I would just get so lost that I would forget the rules of the game, and then I would just like lose by default, or like I would have some miraculous <laughs> win. That's the that's what the mole is basically about. All the games are very different. Like crazy different challenges. You should watch it. Okay. One, like one of them was like hiking this crazy mountain and they had to take turns doing these scary things. It was interesting. Okay. I'll give it a try. Yeah. I'll add it to my list. I've got a lot of homework coming out of this. I gotta watch Love is Blind. <laughs> I've gotta watch the mole. And maybe married at first sight. Yeah, you do. You do a lot of homework. You can do that while you are walking. Yes, and I gotta, like, stop watching my same shows over again, like Julie and Julia, Notting Hill is on repeat, like, gotta, like, give them a break. (laughs) Put them on the shelf. So good, though. Put them on the shelf. You can watch something else and can dust them off in a little bit. Hugh Grant with his little glasses. Oh, I love I love Hugh Grant, Grant his reading glasses. It's a part of every character. He just puts them on. He's just so cute. I know he is cute. He's in so many good movies. Good rom-coms. Good rom-coms. I'll have to give them a break for some real love. And love is blind. You know, nothing like true love when you find it on a reality show. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, that we are our story all to be, you know. What are the odds? Should we wrap up? 
yeah we should wrap up thanks for listening guys um can't wait for you to hear this episode this is the first of our weekly episodes so check back next week for a brand new one can't wait to break records and keep talking see you later Music and editing done by Marco Aguilar. You can find him at midnight, M-I-D-N-I-T-E underscore mind eight zero on Instagram for more of his work.